You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're a 415-er, 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome into a special edition of the 415ers podcast. Coming at you, as always, three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy. Download, rate, and subscribe. Five stars are much appreciated. It's a Black Friday edition of the 415ers. Uh, no promo codes to give away uh, today, Mark, but uh, how was your Thanksgiving? How was the day of turkey and football? Uh, it was good, Evan. Thanks so much. Uh, good to be on you here with the uh, 415ers once again. Spending time with family this weekend, watching some football, watching some soccer. Uh, a lot of fun. How was yours? It was pretty good. Uh, I did have to work a little bit on Thanksgiving Day, but woke up early. Uh, me and my dad put together a couple of pies. Nice. And then the, the work actually turned out to be perfect because I got back around 5.30, right as the turkey was coming out. Mm. Uh, I know some people do kind of a, an early afternoon Thanksgiving all-day kind of feast where you just throw the food out at 2 o'clock and then you eat <laughs> as soon as, you know, about halfway uh, through the afternoon game and then you go into the night game. But uh, for me, it was pies in the morning and then turkey at night. Nice. I mean, I, I, uh, I was in charge of the desserts for our family, so I made a couple of pies, made some cookies and all that, and uh, they were a hit. So I consider this a win, a win for Thanksgiving. What kind of pies? I made a pumpkin pie, an apple pie, and then I made chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, the, I'm kind of the baker of the family. So, <laughs> yeah, there you no go. No big deal. <laughs> no, bi- no biggie. Just, just a little shameless uh, food plug there. No, it's um, no. I, I did a, I did a sweet potato pie instead of a mm. pumpkin pie. It's just a little, a little bit more to my, to my liking. And then apple pie, of course. Um. It was it was relatively bare bones of the Giddings household, but we had a good time anyways. Nice. Uh, and a lot of good football yesterday, I might yeah. add as well. Uh, shockingly, some some good games as the morning game might have been the best of the three. Bills and Lions goes down to the wire. Uh, the Bills beat the Lions 28 to 25. I was so close to jumping on this podcast and telling you <laughs> I told you so, Mark. But I, I feel like the fact that they even took it that far is is sort of a win. I don't know. I mean, yeah, 28-25, they, they tied it up in the final minute, and you're thinking, all right, we're heading to overtime. We're going to get some extra football on Thanksgiving. But uh, Josh Allen had uh, other ideas, and they kicked a, a game-winning field goal as time expired. So not quite, but, hey, I uh, I credit you for putting that out there because that's that was a pretty bold take, and it almost came true. Just uh, Josh Allen's greatness, a little too much to overcome. Yeah, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, shockingly, were better than Jared Goff and Amon <laughs> Ross St. Brown. Um, uh, the Cowboys 
defeat the Giants. I know the final score is 28-20. That was kind of marred by a garbage time touchdown. Uh, Cowboys took care of business in Dallas in the second half against the Giants. So not necessarily the best result uh, for the 49ers. Um, I, I guess it didn't really matter either way because the Eagles are on the top of that division. Uh, but I just feel like the Cowboys are a team that, that could get hot down the stretch here. And then finally, of course, the Vikings. That's a game that everyone, of course, had their eye on here in the Bay, hoping that the Patriots could find a way against primetime Kirk Cousins, who and we're talking about shocking performances. Uh, the fact that Kirk Cousins threw three touchdown passes in a primetime game, got the win 33-26, that might be a bit of an eyebrow raiser uh, for anyone who has followed Kirk Cousins' career on primetime television. That's wild. I mean, that was probably the most unlikely scenario. Maybe the, the Vikings pull out a win, but uh, Kirk Cousins isn't the one leading the way, but he did. Um, yeah, you mentioned Niners. Their rooting interest certainly were rooting for the Patriots in that one. It, it fell a little bit short. I thought it was impressive the way the Patriots still put up 26 points against the Vikings defense. I think their defense is gettable. I don't think it's it's as good as it has been in years past. We'll keep an eye on that as the season moves along. But uh, fun football games all day long on Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah, I always find it interesting to like, I wonder how many 49ers were uh, just sitting around watching games, uh, having fun. Like I know Kyle Shanahan kind of mentioned in a press conference earlier this week, like he doesn't really want some of the young guys to be <laughs> taking this as a holiday, even though technically it is because they do have a game on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if it is like a relax, just wait and see, or if, I don't know, maybe a couple of those uh, 49ers were popping a few pumpkin ales, you know what I mean? Hey, you you got to have some time, you know, to, to go home with your family and, and hang out a little bit. Kyle Shanahan, he could be upset at that if he wants, but I, I know he's not. But uh, you, you got to take some time <laughs> away. You got to take a little bit. I think he also said he was he was what a green bean casserole guy, and then uh -huh. his wife's noodles. I, I I I'm sure that the noodles are a, a Shanahan only type situation, but I was a little interested, uh, shocked to see the green bean casserole be the first on his list. We had green bean casserole on our dinner table last night, but um, I mean they they were good, but it's not not the top of my list. Yeah, I that's not a, that's not your first round pick. Mm -mm. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I am a stuffing guy. I love so are, are you trading stuff. three first round picks for stuffing? <laughs> are they are they high first round picks? I don't know. Well, I, either way, uh, I, I think the fact that you're willing to trade up for some stuffing. Do, do you do anything <laughs> specific? Is it like, uh, I don't know. Do you, I, I've heard some people put sausage in, in the stuffing. Some mm, people no. put, uh, like cornbread or. No, I think I mean relatively straightforward, uh, you know, stuffing. We got let's see what do we have in it. We have onions and apples and we put some mushrooms in there and a few other things what else celery sometimes um and then you know obviously you stuff the turkey with it get all the those good juices in it and then it's it's just the best wow that sounds part. like the 49ers offense you got multiple options out there <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just I'm just trying to try to help you out there, Mark. Sounds delicious. Uh fantastic Thanksgiving for the 415ers and um no, that, that kind of takes us to, to where we want to start the episode today. Obviously, we'll get into a preview of the Saints. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that game coming up on Sunday. A sneaky, tough game, I think, for the 49ers. Um, we're also going to discuss kind of the like the, the flip-flopping that has gone on offensively for the Niners this year of being you know, bad at the beginning of the season, the first half, or pardon me, being bad in the, in the second half, being 
uh, fast in the first half and, until now, which is like it completely flipped the script where the Fortnite seem to start slow and then come on about second half, second quarter, um, and just run away from their opponents. So we're going to examine that. But I want to start, as you mentioned, right there with the stuff in the turkey, the offense uh, that is the 49ers right now. And I, I, I know that like every single football game, Mark, there is a, a prisoner of the moment aspect for each individual. I mean, we're talking about how Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs are fantastic down the stretch against the lions. Well, you know, they're coming off of two straight losses. People are wondering what's going on with Josh Allen. He's turning the ball over in the end zone. Um, but I don't know if there's a more prisoner of the moment player in football right now than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think it's because of how the Niners have looked as of late, obviously with their first winning streak of the season dating back before the bye week and how good Jimmy Garoppolo has played for about a month at this point over the three games. I, I, I just think it's interesting how, you know, we go from the Denver game at the beginning of the year where people are talking about how it's his worst game ever. It's, you know, the Niners going to be just immediately back into mediocrity and then they make the trade for McCaffrey and a few weeks later, it's wow, Jimmy Garoppolo might be a top 10 quarterback this year. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if there's a more a bigger prisoner of the moment player than Jimmy G, Mark. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's an interesting point. And I was kind of thinking about this as well. And it, it made me, you know, try to track down another four game stretch that he's had in his career, similar to this one. Um, you know, you go through his numbers, the last four games, the last four games he's played in on average, he's com- completing what he's, he's completing 21 of 30 passes every game on average over the last four games for about 250 yards, averaging two touchdowns per game over those four games and less than one half of an interception. He's thrown one interception in these four games. Um, Those are pretty good numbers. Again, you're you're throwing for uh, 250 yards, two touchdowns, less than a half of an interception per game over the last month. Let's go back to 2019, which is widely considered Jimmy Garoppolo's best season as a quarterback, best full season, really his only full season to this point. Weeks 12 through 15, so four games, 12, 13, 14, and 15. On average in those games, he's completing 19 of 27 passes, really similar. 242 yards per game, a little bit less, but still in the in the same neighborhood. And over those four games, two touchdowns, same interception totals, less than a half per game, one total over those four games. So he's had stretches like this in the past. This is just the first one that I could find back in 2019. But then he follows it up the next week with one touchdown and two interceptions. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again here in 2022, but we're probably getting a little ahead of ourselves saying, oh my God, this is suddenly a different quarterback. He's now a top 10 guy in the league. Don't get me wrong. The last two episodes, we've been singing his praises because he deserves it for his play over the last month, as you mentioned. But he has had stretches like this before, and generally he will have moments that leave you scratching his head. Maybe he has turned a corner, and maybe this is the new Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not always going to be four touchdowns a game, of course, 
But if he can avoid those bad games where he commits more turnovers than than touchdowns, where he is the reason why his team is behind early or falling behind or he can't put together an important drive in, in the second half, if he can avoid those moments like he hasn't been able to at times in the past, then I think we can start considering this a different new quarterback. But at this moment just yet, he's had stretches like this in the past. I'm not ready to make that sort of statement just yet. Yeah, I don't think he's a new quarterback, but I I do feel like he is a better version of himself in that this month-long, uh, for him, extended period of time that he's played well yeah. is repeatable. And it has to do primarily with the players around him. Now, I think I think I saw a stat during the Cardinals game that Jimmy Garoppolo has it gets three games without an interception is his is his longest streak without throwing a pick. Um, he also hasn't fumbled. He hasn't turned over the football at all over those three games. So I do want to give him credit for that. And, and maybe that's kind of previewing a little bit where I think we're going to go with the Saints as far as some regression uh, overall for the Niners. At least that's the way that I feel, Mark. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo is. I think he is in a different scenario. I think he is in a different situation because he has the benefit like he did in 2019 of a quality running game of a solid offensive line. I see, I think there's still some questions there uh, that haven't reared their ugly heads yet, but could potentially be coming. He maybe has his best defense ever. And as we've discussed in recent episodes, there could be even another level that this defense could get to with the absence of Eric Armstead, along with a couple of other guys on defense. So Jimmy Garoppolo has got all of that around him. The difference this year is he has a superstar weapon on offense alongside him and one that he can deliver the ball to, obviously on a handoff, on a dump off. We discussed the impact of Christian McCaffrey ad nauseum in the last episode and that, to me, is why I believe that although Jimmy Garoppolo is someone who we we tend to swing back and forth on in a polarizing manner because of how quickly he can go from oh yes to oh no, but this prisoner of the moment thing that surrounds Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, on a week-to-week basis, I think is going to trend more so in the positive direction, at least in the regular season, because of who he is surrounded by. And to me, that's the difference this year. The X factor is that he has the best team around him that supports him, especially on offense, in a way that I don't think we've seen yet with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the the difference, I just, I went down all those numbers, you know, very similar four game averages for Jimmy Garoppolo these last four games and then back in 2019. But you're right. The difference is the talent that he has offensively around him. Not saying that 2019 offense was bad by any stretch. I mean, that stretch of games towards the end of the season in 2019 was with Emmanuel Sanders, who kind of allowed this offense to reach a, a different gear. But, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, a rookie Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, and, uh, you know, Raheem Mostert in the backfield, they just. There's no comparison. They're not nearly as talented and dynamic as this group uh, that the Niners have on offense with McCaffrey, with Debo Samuel, with Kittle, with Ayuk, with Elijah Mitchell as well, kind of as the, as the change of pace back in the backfield alongside Christian McCaffrey. So I'm with you. If there was one thing that gave me confidence that this was 
not just a trend, not just, a, I don't know, something that stands out, something that could lead into future success for Jimmy Garoppolo. It is because of that offense that you laid out and everyone that he has to utilize. And I think really we, we've, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but Christian McCaffrey is really just the, the perfect, perfect skill set player to, to put alongside Jimmy Garoppolo because their skills and what they do best just work perfectly for each other. Obviously, I mean, this offense would be more talented than the 2019 team. I think even if McCaffrey wasn't on the roster, if it was just Elijah Mitchell and then Debo and Kittle and Ayuk, but with McCaffrey, they just reach a different level because what he does well is exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo does well and works as a perfect security blanket. So I'm with you in that this this offense and the weaponry they have alongside is, I think, a big reason why in a couple of weeks we could be talking about this as Jimmy Garoppolo's best six-game stretch, best seven-game stretch of his entire career because he's never had players like this that he can rely on consistently throughout his entire career. 